Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 6th. Five minutes after 11, it's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is still out on paternity leave and filling in today. Jim Roberts, the dude, is hanging out. Thanks for being here this morning. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter at CaseyDaniels317. And, of course, you can find us both on YouTube right now as we live stream the show. Just type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. So, Donald Trump, he has previously called for Bill building a wall along the southern border and uh, giving drug dealers the death penalty. He also proposed creating a naval blockade of Mexico to prevent uh, drugs like fentanyl from from entering into the U.S. And Ron DeSantis, he just last week promised to use deadly force against anyone caught smuggling drugs across the border. And now we have Senators Lindsey Graham and John Kennedy uh, from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've both voiced support for military operation in Mexico. And then you've got J.D. Vance from Ohio. He said in a recent interview that cartels should be considered terrorist organizations meriting a military response. And now most recently, Reps Dan Crenshaw from Texas and Mike Waltz from Florida, they've sponsored a bill that would formally declare war on the cartels, meaning the military would be authorized to drop bombs on cartel targets. So here's the question. All of these people that I've mentioned are all Republicans. They're Mm -hmm. all from the GOP side. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that they would be paying more attention to our southern border than anybody on the blue slash green side. And I and I say green with a little bit of uh, sarcasm there. Yeah. Um, and and there's that sect who's more concerned about Ukraine half a world away. Right. We're not uh, busy enough with our own proxy war. Right. So we're sending five hundred million dollars to Ukraine yet our own southern border is not secure, although we're being told, we have been told by Mayorkas that it is secure. I feel like um, at least these guys are paying more attention to the homeland. Uh, absolutely, sure. And, and, and you know, all of this is probably just a lot of bluster, at least from my position. Look, you know, your brother served in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. My dad served in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I've been through, you know, from, you know, just a, being alive, you know, we've had Two wars with Iraq, one with Afghanistan. We've got a proxy war in Ukraine. It seems to be a little overly aggressive to be talking about going in and invading Mexico and 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 taking out the cartels. But you're right. At least the Republicans are talking about doing something to stop the free flow of fentanyl into this country, to stop our open borders when the Democrats aren't talking about it at all and are funding this proxy war going on in Ukraine. So, um, okay, so it's a lot of it is to stop the fentanyl from coming in and they're saying the cartels are a terrorist organization. The cartels are running Mexico at this point. So are we, is this like a, an Al-Qaeda situation? Look, I, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, the illegal drug trade is a huge part of Mexico's unofficial GDP and a huge part of their economy. So 
it might not be the best idea to completely crash that and take that out of the equation and all of a sudden Mexico goes into a deep depression and, and, and struggles economically, which would just then drive additional people coming through our border. Mm-hmm. Agree that something's got to be done. I am not for a war in any form or fashion um, against the cartels for as bad as the situation is. I think Trump's plan makes maybe the most sense in a naval block- blockade and you know I, I you know could be talked into the idea of putting troops at the border to control the flow of illegals and to control the flow of narcotics. Uh, but I, 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 I just can't be one that can get behind a war against the drug cartels for as bad as they are. Military intervention should always be the last option at the mm-hmm. end of a bunch of other options that you try before that. Okay, well, how about this war? Mike Pence just warned two days ago, actually, no, it was just yesterday, that Russia, that should Russia defeat Ukraine and expand further into Western Europe, that American troops could be called to fight. He said this on the Hugh Hewitt show and said it's in the United States national interest to make sure Ukraine fends off Russia's invasion. So why is it so important to so, I mean, I, besides the military industrial complex, why is it so important? Are, what are they not telling us about this situation in Ukraine? Because Mexico is right there on our southern border. And yet Mike Pence is saying that American troops might go to fight Russia. Well, it's another terrible idea for Mike Pence, obviously. Look, you know, there is definitely some benefit for keeping Russia in check from the geopolitical and and as a global power. But again, back to what I said before. Putting our troops in harm's way and deploying our precious armed forces should be an absolute last resort after everything else has been tried for a long time. Mm-hmm. A terrible idea for Mike Pence, which is no surprise. Okay, so he met with Zelensky last week. And so far, the U.S. has provided more than $77 billion in humanitarian, financial, and military assistance to Ukraine. And that is since January of last year. He said what's going on in Ukraine is not just warfare, it's evil. And frankly, I really left more resolved than ever that it's in our national interest to give the Ukrainian military the support they need to fight and repel the Russian invasion. He feels more resolved more than ever. Why? Because he went there? And he met with Zelensky. Is he swayed that easily? No. It's be- Has he been to the southern border? Go there. It's because it looks presidential. That's why. You know, again, Mike Pence's goal is to become president. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do the things that make him look presidential and taking these international trips and meeting with foreign leaders and going to a hot war zone like Ukraine and talking about freedom and defending freedom and in our national interests are all the things that presidential candidates say. And again, this is just Mike Pence doing the things that mm-hmm. make him look presidential. Well, he should do the things that help the homeland. Speaking of looking presidential, former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, he said that he's not actively considering running for president on a third-party ticket, but says he understands the frustrations that Americans have with both parties. Now, this happened on CNN. This is an interesting thing to listen to because he just says that he's really not actively considering it. And then after he says that, the CNN anchors, they start telling him not to run under the no labels ticket. While I have you here, there is a group no labels They are considering running a third party candidate. You talked just a moment ago about the demagoguery that you see on both sides. Would you run for president? 
on a third party, no labels taken? Look, it's not something that I'm considering or pursuing at all, but I, I totally understand the frustrations that lead to uh, this kind of discussion. Uh, at this point in our country, 70 percent of the people in America do not want Joe Biden or Donald Trump to be president. And if they're going to be the nominees, which it appears that they are, you know, you, you have choice A that no one wants and choice B that no one wants. You don't want to be choice to be, C? I may have to be choice C. No, you should, well, you should but you run. said you may have to be choice C? Let, let me give you some like advice you don't if need I to take, but uh, d don't run under no labels. They're a corporate front group. They're just interested in supporting people who want to well, keep a corrupt system. they seem to be worrying a lot system. of Democrats. I mean, because it's yeah, it, yeah, because you see a Democratic Party who's fighting for working class people trying to change the economy, and then they get upset about, oh, you're getting, uh, we don't get enough tax cuts for the rich. But you're the taking out insulin. Of the well, Democrats. Here, guys, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are, we are almost out of time. You have five seconds. The good thing is Democrats don't want Biden. Many Republicans don't want Trump. The good thing is Republicans have a lot of really, really yeah, good options to choose well, from. Uh, and I encourage people to, to listen to what they have to say and make an educated <laughs> no, Okay, this is, is going to have the effect of electing Donald Trump. This is period. a fantastic uh, discussion. We all come back and continue this discussion because it's very interesting. Uh -huh. That that interview completely jumped the shark. What a hot mess. There is a lot going on in that interview on CNN. I'm just so surprised that in the middle of the interview... One of the CNN anchors says, well, let me give you some advice that you can take or not take, but don't run under the no labels. Like, And then he throws what? out, you know, Democrat talking points. Well, because, you know, they're not against, you know, Democrats are for the working class people. Right. He starts spewing these Democrat talking points out on top of it. Uh, yeah, I, it's interesting. Interesting take, CNN, to sit here and start giving, you know, political leaders their, uh, their uh, you know, running advice. Campaign advice, sure. Okay, so a new poll came out, and it says nearly a quarter of Republicans said Trump getting convicted would make them more likely to support him. All right, this is interesting. So um, according to the poll, it was conducted just last week. 24% uh, of Republican adults said a conviction would strengthen their desire to vote for Trump. And uh, a trial date, and this is all about the documents, okay. and a trial date in the sensitive document case, it's been uh, set for mid-August. That date is tentative. Uh, both both sides need time to prepare. May not sit well with a lot of people. But according to the poll, the majority of American adults want his document trial to take place before the election. And it's only helping him with people. Every time they come after him, he just gets stronger and stronger. And this, this, this is no surprise because this has always been a huge part of people's love of Trump, that he was going to go to Washington and give him the finger and take things back. He was going to drain the swamp. And, you know, whether he did that or not, or whatever, but the idea of Trump is what I'm talking about mm -hmm. here, and that he's going to be the outsider. He's going to fight for the working class. He's going to fight for the common man and do those sorts of things. Now there's a huge belief that the DOJ and the IRS have rigged the game to target political opponents. And so when they view a targeting of a political opponent like Donald Trump in that fashion, that's just going to strengthen their resolve to want to vote for him more. This is a, a huge part of why Trump is so popular. Speaking of fighting words, Trump had a few fighting words the other day, and boy, they were directed right at Hunter Biden. I want to see Hunter ask these questions. Hunter, you know nothing about energy. You know nothing about China. You know nothing about anything, frankly. Hunter, you're a loser. Why did you get $1.5 billion, Hunter?
father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Oh, yeah. See? He said it. This is, ex- this is exactly what I was just talking about. It's in that same vein. He's going to go in there. He's going to say the things that everybody's thinking, mm-hmm. but the politicians are too polite to come out and say, and he's going to be the one that's going to go in there and you know clean it up and, and, and fight for you. And that's an incredibly powerful message. And that's why Trump, after all that he's been through and all his massive flaws that he has, is still polling at 50% mm-hmm. in the Republican field right now. Yeah. 17 minutes after 11... It is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 20 minutes after 11. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall on paternity leave and filling in is uh, Jim Roberts, the dude. He's hanging out. Of course, uh, while the rest of the nation was celebrating America's Independence Day, some of the far left condemned the holiday, celebrating freedom as a symbol of oppression. Well, of course, why wouldn't they? And uh, you know who was leading the charge on this was Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I'm talking about the ice cream maker. They said this 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take more action now. And, of course, their official Twitter account tweeted something out. Um, So nothing says eat our ice cream like saying you don't belong here. This is just what you were talking about earlier about with Bud Light. You Mm -hmm. know, can't I just drink a beer without having my beer yelling at me? Yeah. Do I can I just eat ice cream without having to be taught some sort of a lesson? Ben and Jerry's have been very political, though, since their inception. It doesn't surprise me that it comes from Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they started that way. Absolutely. But the the sentiment specifically to this is a little ridiculous. This goes back to the idea of applying the way and the standards that we look at the world and life today and retroactively applying them to things that happened three and four hundred years ago. Yeah. Yes. You know, that was terrible and awful and 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 and. But that's the way the world worked in the 1600s. People were conquered. Everybody was either conquered or a conqueror. Mm -hmm. And that's the way the world looked. And to sit here and 400 years later and say, well, you know, we should shouldn't have done that or we we should be giving this land back you're trying to retroactively apply those standards and it's just not applicable okay so a gallup poll released last week revealed that a record low number only 39 percent of adults expressed that they were extremely proud to be americans and i think part of it is because of this divisiveness that you're getting from your ice cream i just want to eat my ice cream i don't want to be yelled at i do like ben and jerry's ice cream i do like ben and jerry's ice cream too all right let's talk about what's going on in new hampshire they could uh publicly embarrass president biden so they're considering holding the democratic primary election without his name on the ballot because you know he has said that he wants to go to south carolina first and he wants to change the entire plan. He proposed this in December, and it was uh, signed off by the Democratic National Committee. But uh, it, it, it's kind of really not 
it's not picking up steam. Uh, New Hampshire is saying, no, 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 we're going to be first and we'll do it without you. I was kind of waiting for this to happen because this story really came out months ago where, where and we all know, because so the traditional primary calendar starts with New Hampshire and it's been that way forever and it gives New Hampshire this tiny little state that doesn't have a whole lot else going on for it something to hang their hat on it gives them a good bit of power too and when this was announced first months ago I thought man that seems a little odd that people in New Hampshire are just gonna see go along with go along with this and cede it all to the Democrat Party so I'm glad that they're kind of pushing back and fighting a little bit because that for for the people of New Hampshire to just unilaterally lay down and give up that power, it's not good for New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about all they've got. I mean, at least with, you know, Vermont, they've got uh, maple syrup. And Maine, they've got their lobster rolls. Mm-hmm. I, I, New Hampshire doesn't have a lot else going for it other than every four years, they're first. And mm-hmm. that makes them really important and gives them a lot of power. Imagine if somebody tried to take the Indy 500 from us. Yeah. I mean, that's a source of pride for those of us that have lived in this state. I've lived in the state for a long time. If all of a sudden somebody said, yeah, and you know what? Next year, we're taking the Indy 500 up to Chicago. After that, we're going to move it over to Detroit. No. Yeah. No, that's ours. We're going to do that. So I, I, I give kudos to New Hampshire for fighting back and pushing back on this. It is 24 minutes after 11. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. That's Jim Roberts filling in today. And, uh, okay, we talked about movies earlier. We were talking about the Tom Cruise movie, uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. It comes in theaters on Monday. You're very excited about this. Very excited this. about it, yes. Let's see if you're excited about this one. Fans are going wild about the new Barbie teaser, which was shared online, and they're claiming that Ryan Gosling steals the show as Ken. Now, he stars in this movie alongside Margot Robbie, who plays Barbie in the comedy, and uh, apparently there was some initial doubt when they first casted Ryan Gosling as the role of Ken, but now people are seeing it, and they're praising him, saying that He's really funny, and he steals the entire movie, even though Margot Robbie is beautiful. Well, I think they can't, you know, Ryan Gosling is fantastic. Margot Robbie's great. I I just don't, I have trouble getting excited about this. I I don't think they made this movie for me. I'm not a 12-year-old girl. I'm not (laughs) not into Barbie. I don't think this movie is for me. This is one I'm not really all that excited about, but I understand that there are people out there that are going to be excited about it, Mm because it is made for them. It's just not made for me. All right, well, we've got a little clip uh, in the scene. Ken is seen having a surfing injury, and then he announces uh, shredding waves is much more dangerous than people realize, and Barbie says, you're very brave, Ken. Great. Not even broken. You'll be fine. Shredding waves is much more dangerous than people realize. You're very brave, Ken. Thank you, Barbie. Yeah. You know surfer's not even my job. I know. And it is not lifeguard, which is a common misconception. Very common. Yeah, because actually my job, it's just beach. Right. And what a good job you do at beach. You should heal up in no time. Actually, in the time that it took for me to say that sentence, you healed. Fantastic. Nice. (laughs) Hey, Barbie. Yeah. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned. Just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. I'm just so curious as to who's going to go see this movie. It just seems like completely vapid to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I, and, and maybe that's they're going to be their spin on it. Obviously, Barbie is this traditionally fake, plastic, not real entity mm-hmm. and brand that's out there. And if they kind of poke fun at that throughout the whole movie and and kind of challenge that concept, maybe it'll be entertaining. It's just not. I, this is one I'm not even. I'm not even going to say. Well, I'll wait till it comes out on demand or something like that. Uh, no, I I don't see myself. Well, you know, we often say how nostalgia is such a powerful emotion, and when it comes to Barbie, I mean, I I had the whole thing. The right. Whole, I mean, I, the house in the car and multiple Barbies and I even had uh, Donnie and Marie Barbie dolls. Um, did yeah, you really? I really, really did. Did, did you like uh, uh, sing, like have them like move them around and dance on stage? No, and they, sing, they weren't, they weren't singers country. in my world. They, they were just part of the cast. I'm a that little I would, bit rock and roll. No, no you didn't do that? Okay. But I'm curious if a lot of people will feel that nostalgic pull and that's why they'll go see this Barbie movie. Or maybe they're just going to draw on a younger crowd and, and reintroduce the the toy Barbie to a whole new generation yeah, well and possibly. that's that's probably another reason why they made the movie because they know they're probably going to sell a lot of Barbies mm-hmm. after this movie comes out yep it is 1127 you're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall on a paternity leave. I believe he's going to join us on Monday. But uh, in the meantime, we've got the dude. Jim Roberts is uh, in the studio today. So things in France been looking a little bit grim lately. When I uh, was uh, visiting with my sister-in-law, they were talking about doing some traveling and she mentioned France. And then I said, why would you want to go there right now? And she was like, oh yeah, you're right. No, that's off. It's on fire. Yeah. Um, And it it all stems because a, a, a police officer shot and killed a teenager during a traffic stop and the country has been plagued by protests and ongoing riots ever since then and uh, it's been an estimated a billion dollars in property damages there's also just this general fear that the country may be on the verge of anarchy pretty much um, and now their president Emmanuel Macron he suggested a potential solution to the chaos that they've been experiencing. And I got to tell you, it does not sound like it comes from a liberty-loving playbook. Uh, His idea is to have the government throttle access to large parts of the internet until the whole thing blows over. Look, rioting in France is almost a national pastime. I mean, this is part of their of their DNA going all the way back to when they were, you know, had monarchs, you know, in mm-hmm. France. There's always been protesting and rioting, and there's a lot of parts here. Yeah, part of this was that teenager that was killed by police, but there have been protests and riots in France recently that have been driven around. They're trying to raise the age of retirement, mm-hmm. and, and so this is this is France being France. Now, it's a really bad example of it in a, in a situation that's gotten out of control, uh, but but I, I don't even know how in a country, in a free country like France, how do you even shut down social media? Like you would have to get all the internet service providers to agree to that. Mm-hmm. And then people would immediately find workarounds to that, to access that social media. This is, you know, this is why free speech is, is, is our first amendment and is so important to a free society. Because when you talk about 
limiting free speech, the people that decide what speech to limit are the ones you least likely want to make that decision. Yeah. And that's why that case here uh, that the Biden administration is appealing with the uh, judge who filed that injunction about censorship and social media, that case is so important to our country as well. But the thing is, is Macron is saying that they want to they want to stop access to large parts of the Internet until the whole thing blows over. And you know what this sounds like to me? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Do yes. you? Yes. Two weeks to flatten Two the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Just until this blows over. And then there they are. Year and a half. It's a classic. Two years on. They still don't have their internet. Classic case of politicians whipping the public up into a frenzy Mm -hmm. and agreeing to give them special powers Mm -hmm. to shut down the internet or to shut down society because of COVID. But there's no limit on those powers, most most specifically and necessary, a time limit on those powers. Mm -hmm. And yes, we were all sold on two weeks to flatten the curve. And two and a half years later, we (laughs) maybe finally got out of it. Yeah. Um, It's just those in power wanting to have complete control and stop you from talking with But here's another. the good news. Technology is becoming the equalizer in that. Mm-hmm. Government wants that control. They want that power to control their populace. And thank goodness we've had this technological revolution in the last 20 or 30 years because the government just doesn't have the ability to control that like they used to. Yeah. Um, RFK Jr., he was speaking out about censorship. And uh, it's really amazing that he's stating the obvious, but the more startling thing about this is that it's actually newsworthy and what he's saying may even shock some people so i i'm very alarmed with what the european countries are doing right now because it is it's completely anti-democratic and now you're going to have the the country censoring dissent about government policies which is not a function of democracy that is a you know that is clearly a characteristic of totalitarian regimes there's never been a time in history when the people who were censoring free speech and books and burning books were good guys. They're always the bad guys. And if you give the government the power to do that, that power will be a hundred percent of cases. That power is going to be abused. And I think, you know, there, there's all these uh, excuses to do it now because things are being blamed on this, you know, the tsunami of misinformation that's out there. But the the the, the, uh, the remedy for bad information is not censorship. It's more information, as you said. It's 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 you know, it is a a vibrant, uh, uh, fierce debate about information on with no holds bars with no. Um, you know, with no restrictions. And we got, we have to do that. I like what he said. Their remedy for misinformation is more information. Just be transparent with things. And the second you're talking about censoring, well, that's when you start getting that spidey tingle. Why, why are you trying to hide stuff? Why don't you want us to have the information? What he just said there mm-hmm. is the exact reason why he will never be the Democrat nominee for president. Because that's not the Democrat Party today. That's not the message. That's not. The Democrat Party today is about control over the population. They want mm-hmm. to control your life as it comes to your health care, whether it's Obamacare or forcing COVID vaccines. And they certainly want to control what you consume and, more importantly, what you can say. Yeah. 
And RFK completely goes against that. I mean, he's got, again, he comes from the more traditional, old-school Democratic approach of freedom and and and, and free speech. But that's but not where the that party is, is that now. That is not the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party of today is the complete opposite of that. And the judge's ruling to you know limit the amount of contact that the government can have with social media companies this week is just absolute proof of that. Okay, let's talk about more social media because threads which is yeah. an extension of the Instagram app. It was supposed to come out later, late, maybe even later this year. But boom, last night, it was out there. And uh, it's believed that, you know, uh, maybe Zuckerberg expedited the process because of, you know, Elon Musk making some tweaks and changes over at Twitter. And Musk has been criticized by that. So I, I'm guessing that maybe Zuckerberg thought, oh, this is the moment to strike. So that uh, app, Threads, signed up more than 10 million people within just a few hours of its launch. So this just came out, you know, officially into the population yesterday. And mm-hmm. what Threads is is a is a Meta or Facebook app that they just launched that is is directly going to compete with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, own a small business, and I'm my small business and operate that small business is very active on social media. It's how I engage with my customers. So I'm very active with my small business on social media. So I went up and signed up for Threads last night mm-hmm. uh, because I'm on every my business is on every other social media platform. There's not a social media platform you don't like. Yeah, and 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 so I signed up for it last <laughs> night just to see what it's all about. And it's basically just Twitter. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much the same as Twitter. You can post something, people can comment on it, you can, you know, essentially retweet it, uh, and you can message those, you know, tweets to, uh, to other people. So it, it is essentially Twitter. I think that in this current dynamic, it is almost impossible to create a new social media app that will stick with people. The last one we saw was TikTok, but that got popular. A couple of things. It was completely different mm-hmm. than every other video, social media. Short form video. Short form video. And it, it, the, the pandemic allowed it right. to explode. Right, it launched during that time. Because everybody was sitting around locked down and, and with nothing to do, and so they checked this out. So I think that my guess is, and I used, I, I posted a little bit on threads last night and used it a little bit, and it's fine. Uh, but, but it's not going to replace Twitter for you. It's absolutely not going to replace Twitter for me. And I and I think that because it's so similar to Twitter, mm-hmm. that it's going to have a hard time carving out its place in the social media landscape. To be that, you've got to be something different than right. what everything else is. Facebook is different than Twitter, is different than Instagram, is different than TikTok. Threads is really just like Twitter, except not as good. There's a lot of things that, that Twitter does that Threads doesn't do. So I, I think that a lot of people are going to be trying it out. Clearly, they are. 10 million people signed up for it in 24 hours. I think people will be sampling it, checking it out. And, and, and then leaving. At the end of the day, they're probably just going to go back to Twitter. Well, like you mentioned, I mean, what does it offer that is different? Now, the thing with Twitter is you can get your feed based on a timeline, chronological. And it seems to me that Threads is has uh, the algorithm going for Yeah, so I, that's the big complaint that I've seen from people so far is that you cannot set up threads to where you can view the people you follow in a chronological mm-hmm. basis. And that's what that's where Twitter's real strength is. Well, that's Be- where people go for news. That's exactly Latest right. So breaking news. So many people use Twitter as a news feed. And when it comes to a mm-hmm. news feed, you generally want, okay, what's the latest first? Give me that and then I can scroll backwards in time to see what's there. I can't do that. Or, or, or also a benefit of Twitter, I only see tweets from people I follow. That's it. 
I don't see anything else. That's not the case with threads. They're going to use an algorithm to push content to you that they think you're interested in. And I don't have the option of setting it up in a chronological timeline fashion. And I don't have the option of setting it up to only see content from people I follow. That's been the biggest knock on threads so far. But it's only been 24 hours. So we'll see what happens. Who knows? Well, Maybe it'll change I mean, things. it is Facebook. It is Zuckerberg. Is he going to start um, picking for you? And is he going to start censoring? Absolutely. What the, you're going to receive, what again, you're not going to receive? This is why Twitter's so popular, because I get to choose mm-hmm. what I see. I don't have to see other things that I don't have to worry about that social media company pushing junk to me that I don't want, whether it's political or just nonsense. And, and I th- Why does Zuckerberg think that he can beat Elon Musk and Twitter? And Elon Musk, obviously uh, a, f- a fan of free speech, he wants it out there. Uh, and, and Zuckerberg has not wanted that. I mean, he has worked directly with the DOJ to suppress information. And I think that that's probably how Threads is going to market itself against Twitter by saying well, we'll by, suppress information not in those we're going to censor you no, come on but, board but they but they uh, just twist it a little bit and it sounds better get away from the swamp and negativity oh. and nastiness of Twitter we'll choose and, for and you we'll choose for Relax. you and come over to threads and you won't have to be offended by uh. by all of this nastiness out there and we'll suppress free speech but that's the nasty stuff that you don't want anyway but I, I think that that's how threads is, is going to try and market themselves is we're going to be not as nasty and swampy as Twitter is. The friendly, lighter version of Twitter. You know, the misinformation. Yeah, Uh. but then you're susceptible to threads pushing content on you that you don't want or potentially political positions in your feed that you don't want. I'll be interested to see if you still are on threads or are using threads in a month or two. It'll probably take me a month or two to see if it's worth it to, to, you know, Engage Did there. you get followers back quickly? I know uh, I saw Jake Query from The Fan. He signed up for it last night, and within a couple of hours, he had 34 followers or whatever it's called. Yeah. Following, so, followers. Yeah, I don't know the terminology. Are the, we threading the, out, like truthing out and tweeting out? I don't know. What What are we saying about threads? I don't know. I don't know the nomenclature yet. But it's, yeah, so I, but I, but then I posted on my company's Facebook and Twitter accounts. It was like, hey, follow me on threads. Hey, I'm over here yeah, on threads. I'm, I'm over here on threads. Check me out. So yeah, I got, uh, a bu- I got a bunch of my people that, you know, uh, that follow me on other social media, following me now on threads. It may end up being a massive waste of time. In fact, likely may be a massive waste of time even uh-huh. for somebody like me that uses it for my small business uh, but you gotta try it out hey I'm are you all- gonna be sending a different message on threads that you put out on twitter i mean it's just no. like another platform just another place to say the same thing yep that's exactly what it'll be i just can't even with another social media platform i just i i just can't good good luck with it <laughs> go with that high purpose so well befitting manhood it's eleven forty-five. it is the kendall and casey show it's 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 1148. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. 
Rob Kendall out on paternity leave. I believe he'll be back on Monday, and we'll have that official word for you tomorrow. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317 Of course, you can watch our broadcast if you'd like on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. I'm just uh, reading this quick update. Uh, Walt Nuada, he's the uh, former Trump co-conspirator. He uh, he pled not guilty to obstructing justice and withholding classified records. So we'll have more on that tomorrow. Some uh, breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. I believe uh, Tony Kinnett's going to be in tomorrow, by the way. So that'll be a good time with him. I want to talk uh, about Jefferson Shreve quickly, running for mayor in uh, Indianapolis. He put out a statement about the growing violence in Indy. He said, it's a sad indictment of our city that citizens aren't safe, even at a 4th of July block party. Indy's paying the price for seven and a half years of no public safety plan and no public safety director while homicides rise and more and more citizens are victims of violent crime. He said the mayor is the chief executive officer of our city. I have been CEO and when things go badly in our enterprise, it's your responsibility. Mayor Hogsett thinks and acts like a politician, not a CEO. When I'm mayor, I will take responsibility for our city's public safety results. I'm sad I can't start today. So these are some good words from uh, Jefferson Shreve. You know, he came in here to the studio. He brought us Wendy's. I heard. Uh, Very nice guy. And we did press him a little bit on some questions. And at the time, it didn't seem like he wanted to talk about any of the hard questions. He just wanted it to be a friendly visit. He wanted to talk about Wendy's. But according to this statement, um, it seems like he does have a little fire in him, which is good to see because something has to happen. Someone has got to do something. And Hogsett has had seven and a half years to do something and has not, has failed. Look, I mean... The state of Indianapolis just keeps deteriorating. It's depressing when every morning I wake up and I hear about the shootings that have happened the night mm-hmm. before and the people that have been injured and the people that have been killed. And it was a very violent holiday weekend here. But Jefferson Shreve needs to be more aggressive in mm-hmm. this process if he has any shot of beating Hogsett in this upcoming election. And he just hasn't been. It seems like Shreve just keeps pulling his punches. You've got a mayor that is in, you know, running a city that's in crisis right now. Yeah. And, and while this was an okay statement from Shreve, it, it, it's, it just doesn't go far enough and it's not going to get him elected. And we're going to be stuck with another term from Hogsett. Yeah. So I'm fearful of that. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I, I live in Indianapolis. I'm certainly going to vote for Shreve. But I just haven't seen enough out of him for me to believe that he's got a real shot to beat Hogsett at this point. He's got to get tougher. He's got to get tougher. He's got to get more aggressive in the language because that's what we need because that's what we're living through right now. Mm -hmm. We're living in tough times. We're living in a violent city, and that is the number one problem on everybody's mind. And Hogsett has done virtually nothing to stop it. He's done virtually nothing to discourage it other than some, some, some BS, you know, gun control laws that are completely unconstitutional to start with. Shreve has Hogshead has given Shreve a massive opening to 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 focus on the violence that's happening in this city and Shreve just isn't taking the ball and running with it. He needs to. Well, he did release an ad and I got to be honest, again, it was too soft for what is going on in this city. I mean, we've got the funeral for that police officer tomorrow and for what is going on and the uh, gunshot or firework game that we play. Yep. Um, the ad that he released, it's nice, but it, it just, it's flat. You know what it is? Right. 
It is, it's the same one that Pence ran. It's like, okay, if you didn't join us yesterday, we're going to review the Mike Pence ad. Okay. Uh, this is what the show sounded like yesterday with Tony Kinnett. Can we talk now about this Mike Pence video? If we must. Okay, so this is a... Kevin, can you go ahead and play it? There's, there's no talking in the video, so we just need a little background music. Oh, yes. Okay, so it's a, it's a Mike Pence, Thank You, Iowa video. And it's shots of him from when he was walking in the parade. Oh, that Doesn't that make you music. feel good? He's he's shaking hands. He's waving. It's it's shots of him in his red polo. He's got some jeans on, and it simply says, "Thank you, Iowa." Independence Day, Mike Pence. I guess the less he talks, the better the video is. Talk to your doctor if you qualify for Quivalva. Quivalva is the number one medication that can prevent bleeding, rectal prolapse, and of course, being a very annoying neighbor. Talk to your doctor about Quivalva today. <laughs> to me, this just seemed like a video that my dad would have edited and made of, of all of our family, yeah, it's got that family stock pictures music. from like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's like the number, number, the 20 best pairs of jeans by Mike Pence. Number 19, <laughs> Ridgeway, Iowa. And it's like Levi Strauss jeans. I, I don't, again, remember earlier I was saying, I hate the fake politician nonsense. Okay, so that was the Mike Pence ad. From yesterday. From yesterday with Tony Kinnett, right. And uh, it was just this video, Mike Pence strolling along, 4th of July holiday parade, shaking hands, and little soft music playing in the background. Okay, now let's go to the Jefferson Shreve ad, which came out. And it's very similar. Kevin? Again, nobody is saying anything in the video. We have pictures of Jefferson Shreve shaking hands. He's on a parade route. We've got a group of people holding Jefferson Shreve signs. He's smiling. He's got a polo shirt on and shorts. It's a more casual atmosphere. There's an American flag flowing. He's waving. And it just says Shreve Mayor at the end. And he put this out on Twitter. And it says, I believe in Indianapolis. And every resident I've heard from believes in Indianapolis, too. Together, we can get Indianapolis back on track. All good words, right? I believe in Indianapolis, too. But you know what? Somebody has got to do something about the crime in this city and now the homeless that are starting to congregate out on the circle. Is Jefferson Shreve strong enough? Is he going to be tough enough? Dude, you better, because we're counting on you, because Hogsett ain't cutting the mustard at this point. This city is in crisis. You're absolutely right, and that is not the message that Shreve needs to be putting out right now. He needs to be talking about how this is unacceptable, about the plan he's got to take care of the violence in this city, how he's going to put more cops on the street, how he's going to prosecute people, and what he's going to do to fix that problem, not a Mike Pence cheesy Instagram picture. I mean, it's it's light, it's fluffy, it's fun. That's it's not what the friendly. city needs That's right now. That's not what we're dealing with right now. Um, now, he did say that he does have a plan 
for having a, a public safety director. Put that in your video. Sit down in front of the camera and tell us what you're going to do. Because this is what people in Indianapolis and, and the surrounding Donut Counties, because it's just fanning out from there. This is what we need to hear from you. We don't want to, I mean, the smile's nice. The shaking hands is great. You're personable. We get it. You're a nice fella. We don't need a nice fella right now. We need somebody who's going to take action, who has a plan, and we want to hear it, and we want to hear it from you. Okay, rant over. Jim, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, geez, I do this anytime. You guys are so nice to uh, ask me to do this, and uh, Tony Kennett's going to be filling in tomorrow, so mm-hmm. this was just uh, one day this week for me. We never, we never got to talking about our vacation. The fun time we had. We did have a great time. I, I had to tell Jefferson Shreve what to do instead. Um, thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Oh. Oh.